Good evening, everyone. Yes, it is I, Avroth the Unholy. Since he's not feeling well, Duke Kurt asked me to do the intro of the episode of... Hey, did you ever decide on a name for this thing? Not the time, Avroth. Seriously, though, you're like eight episodes into a podcast series about your new life as Duke of Evil Island, and you haven't even named it yet. Yeah, well, I'm thinking about calling it Shut Up. I'm afraid you may run into difficulty with copyright. Not only would you have to contend with TV series such as Just Shut Up, Sit Down Shut Up, and No You Shut Up, but there are several existing podcasts which... Please, Brother Avroth, the Duke needs a moment to recover. The fire of the prophet is quite draining. Don't presume to explain the fire to me, Urgunk. I was wielding mystical forces when you were still a cloud of spores. I would have been a single spore amid the cloud, but point taken. Hey everyone, we're back. Ah, I see the Duke has improved in our little absence. Shut up too, Jeffrey. We scouted the area, and it looks like the rankles have kept Vicky's forces scattered and confused. Jeffrey and Crystal found a game trail through the woods to the north. If we move quickly, we should be able to get out without being noticed. And why should any of us trust you? Excuse me? Obviously, you and the Prophet are hiding something. Maybe several somethings. For all we know, you guys have dozens of somethings, and you've been laughing at all of us for years about how we know nothing about anything while you two enjoy all your somethings. Look, I understand what you said, though, grammatically, I'm very angry with it. Guys, can't this wait? We need to get moving. Fine, but we still need to agree on where we are going. Right, because first things first, I did all your fire crap. It's time to go get Slowpoke to Kurt Manor. I'm afraid it's too late. The hell do you mean by that? While out scouting, I did a quick scan of the island from atop the hill. Kurt Manor is already occupied by Vicky's forces. By now, I'm sure she's already gathered all the creatures I hid in the sub-basement and has begun her journey to the Water of the Witch. Granted, it's a lot more difficult than she expects, as Dr. Skullmonger stole her day planner with the map inside. Hell yeah, I did. But she'll get there eventually. We just have to get there faster. Wait, but why would she need poison fuzzbees for that? Oh, they're for the victory party atop the volcano after she defeats you. I helped her prepare a special dry rub for them, and honestly, it smells delicious. It's mostly garlic and paprika, but... No one's eating slowpoke. How do we beat Vicky to the water of the witch? That would be the difficult part. The good doctor and I have agreed that she will most likely take the western shore on foot. Which means it will take her approximately two days to reach the temple of the water at the base of the volcano. Seeing as how she has several hours head start, I believe it is unlikely we could catch up with her that way in time. I know I'm pretty new here, but, um, is there some reason we can't just take a blimp? Uh, um, well, uh, yes. What? Yeah, so, uh, funny story. (laughs) The, uh, the blimpsman's union has kind of, uh, gone on strike. Okay, and why are they on strike? I, I guess they heard that, um, I, I mean, it's not entirely my fault, but... Look, trains are just the natural course of evolution and transportation, both for people and freight, and if those Luddites... Ugh, fine. So blimps are out. If we can't move faster than Vicky, can we take a shorter route? I know it's a long shot, but 
You guys don't have, like, giant eagles that might be able to carry us, like, the whole way. Hey, buddy. This isn't Middle Earth, and I'm not Gandalf, and I can't just summon you a bird taxi to Mount Doom. Also, eagles have been on strike for, like, a decade. Those Luddites couldn't handle the introduction of the blimp. As I was saying, the only option would be to walk the eastern shore, which is indeed more direct, but also far more perilous. You, uh, you gonna elaborate, or just let that hang there ominously? Very well. Thousands of years ago, when the ancestors first made peace on Evil Island, it was decreed that certain portions of land would be set aside for exclusive use of particular groups. These apportionments, or reservations, if you will. Wait, is this social commentary? Are scattered across the island with portions of the eastern shore belonging to groups such as the Flying Cannibals, Vengeance Society, Mutant Nudists, and of course, many tentacled forest monsters. Mutant nudists? I may be of some assistance with my own people, but the others are all quite dangerous in themselves. Just how mutated are we talking? Like Jean Grey, or more like Joseph Merrick? The Elephant Man? I put forth the motion that the Council proceed along the eastern shore in order to beat Vicky to the water of the witch. And if we happen to pass the mutant nudists... (sighs) This isn't the Council Chambers. You don't need to... Motion seconded. Speed is key. The motion is now up for a vote before the council. Assuming an eye from Evroth and Urgunk, I vote in favor as well. I think we can safely say Vicky would vote nay, so that just leaves you, Peterson. Um... Has, uh, has anyone seen Peterson? Last I remember seeing him was inside City Hall, so... Did you seriously forget Peterson at City Hall? Me? Since when is Peterson my responsibility? Since you declared yourself leader of the breakout and escape. Oh, right. That's probably fair. Oh, shut up already. We all know Peterson would abstain. We already got three votes for yes, so for fuck's sake, can we get going already? Very well. I suppose we'll have to deal with the issues that arise. Is everyone ready to part? Well, yes, but what about Brother Peterson? Cares. Very well. Let's recount the events here, shall we, Skullmonger? Oh, jeez. We show up in the Shunbeam Memorial Garden, and the Prophet opens up a tunnel in the ground to a mysterious chamber. A chamber you seem to have already known all about. I told you I... Then... You start describing the details of rituals that neither I nor any other member of the Brotherhood has ever heard of. I do a lot of reading. Then the Prophet calls you by your first name while offering you a freshly hewn soul. And then a voice straight out of the depths of hell comes out of you. I, uh, I just, uh, yeah, that does look pretty bad, but I... The next words out of your mouth had better be the truth. (sighs) All right, here it is, but... You're not going to like it, and might regret having pushed me on this. You dare attempt to dictate what truths I can handle? I, Avaroth the Unholy, wielder of secrets from beyond the mortal realm, wisest and most powerful of our order, holder of the sacred chalice of Rix and heir to the holy rings of Beta Zed. Why, I... You suck. Come again? You suck. As a wizard, I mean. Yeah, you've got the knowledge and skill, but when it comes to power, you've got all the oomph of a science project volcano. 
Pardon me for interrupting, but we have all been witness to Avroth's power. Yeah, remember when he literally turned that mercenary inside out? I've never seen anything so brutal. Hey, I'm right here. Damn right, behold that tree. Behold how I seriously fucked up that tree. All right. Do it again. Ah, well, fine. Behold that other tree. The one that looks like a rather sultry ent. Uh, hold on. I swear this has never happened to me before. I just need a second. No, you don't. It won't help. I turned off the tap. What? You just snapped your fingers. That wasn't a siphoning spell, or... No, there's no need for me to pull away your power. I just stopped giving it to you. Damn it, Skullmonger. Just get to the point already. Greg, I don't know how to put this delicately, so I'm just going to come right out with it. I've been feeding you power since wizarding school. That's ridiculous. I graduated with a power magnitude of 53 Copperfields. Highest score in six generations. I seem to recall you only managed at 28. Ah, but do you remember what level you started at? Yes, I was at a paltry level 3, but my mastery soon rose faster than anyone had ever seen. I was heralded as the next coming of Lopan. Yep. The only problem is that you never actually got further than level 7. Everything past that was my doing. Impossible! Oh, not at all. It's a simple spell. But you'd never notice it unless you were looking for it. I simply shunted some of my power to you. Why would you do such a thing? Greg, you're my best friend. I'd do anything to make you happy. I saw how hard you were trying but still not making any headway, so I decided to give you a little boost of confidence. So, like, is there anything he can do on his own? Oh, he's got enough juice in him to invoke the Brontonyms, sustain that reverb on his voice, and... Oh, he can summon cooked rice. White, brown, long grain, whatever. His voice? You mean you can turn that effect on and off? Well, I wouldn't be able to invoke much fear or reverence if I just sounded like this, now would I? Gross. Oh, no. Turn it back on. See what I mean? But the question remains, Skullmonger. Where would you ever get power of this magnitude? Oh, well, I, uh... Everyone down! What the hell is going on? This would be the first of the potential perils we face along the eastern shore. The Flying Cannibals. Wait, wait! What did he just say? I think he called us the Flying Cannibals. In this day and age? I thought we as a society had grown past things like that. I'm sorry, have I said something wrong? Maybe not wrong, but certainly regressive and reductionist. You just took two random attributes about our culture and generalized our entire race. My sincere apologies. I meant no offense. Well, look at you then! You got all those tentacles, and I've seen your kind before glooping through the forest. How would you like it if I called you, like, the the many tentacle forest monsters or something? That is, in fact, what the humans call us. Similarly, I was simply using the human word for your species, as needed to convey the danger to my associates. My people refer to you as... Which roughly translates to sexy eagles. Uh, That's not so bad. I could live with that. Sounds like the humans are the ones we had to have a talk with. Hey, you there. What? Me? Yeah. How would you like it if we referred to your whole species as walking bagel fiends? Would you like that? Well, it's not like we just walk around and eat bagels all the time. Exactly our point. Just because I happen to enjoy personal aviation and my diet consists partially of persons I closely resemble, that doesn't define me. 
Roy here is a decorated triathlete, for example. Land and sea, you dicks. Yeah, whereas I like to carve and paint little wooden soldiers. My mom says I have a gift. She's going to art school. Oh, nuts to this. Wainscotting. You're going to point us to the path leading to the volcano. Then you're going to get the hell out of our way. The path is that way. We are now the hell out of your way. No, give each other purple nurples. Ouch, don't do that. Ah, my nipples. Ouch, they hurt. (laughs) So sensitive. All right, buddy. Let's keep moving. Please, your grace, you must pace yourself. Just do the commercial or something. Can't decide what to make for dinner and nothing sounds good? Then heed the prophet's call and hold dominion over your hunger. You don't need to complete any rituals to get new Prophet's Pizza Rolls. The easy-to-make and dark energy-infused treat, now in your grocer's freezer. We know what you care about what you put in your body, corporeal or not. And everything in Prophet's Pizza Rolls is locally sourced and organic. Our sauce is made from killer tomatoes, plucked from a vine nourished by the demons trapped in its kudzu. Our cheese starts with the vilest curds, cultured with the bile harvested from a thousand-year-old sulfur bore. And our crust is leavened with a toxic fungus collected from the swamp of ultra-madness. So grab a bag today and give yourself over to the profit. Give yourself over to flavor. (coughs) There, there, Your Grace. One cannot vomit forever. In time, you'll be all right. She's just being a baby. Oh, really, Crystal? When's the last time you dominated the will of a sentient creature and... Wait, we did it. I remember. Burned. More importantly, we're not finished, Skullmonger. Oh, come on. No, you will explain where this supposed power comes from. We're all... To be blunt, you can't do much without me feeding you mana. Here, I'll flip it back on. No, you will do no such thing. I don't want your pity power. Suit yourself. But fine, I'll tell you, as long as we keep moving. You ready, Duke? Of course. I'm fine. Just swallow to be. Everyone march. Skullmonger, spill it. Well, as you became more and more confident in your abilities, you began pushing your boundaries further and further. It demanded incredible amounts of energy that I simply couldn't provide. So one day, I asked the old Duke for his permission to seek out the Prophet in order to obtain more power. He agreed, so long as I was able to act as a sort of failsafe, in case you ever went mad with power and tried to overthrow him and the council. I would never... Uh, All right, that's probably a good call. The prophet taught me how to perform a very old spell where I could absorb souls, thus gaining in strength. After the first two or three, your powers rose so fast that they offered you the mantle of Avroth before you even graduated. I was so proud, but I also knew that it would mean... You would need even more power. So it was back to the soul-sucking for me. <laughs> That's what she's... No, Duke. We don't do that here. Anyway, I knew that with your ambitious nature, once you became Avroth the Unholy... Normal humans wouldn't provide enough power. So I trapped a few demons, took them to the Prophet, performed a few sacrifices, yada yada yada, Greg became Avroth, and Beelzebub's your uncle. Only problem with all that power is that now I kind of have to share it. Otherwise, I think it would be too much for my body to handle for any significant length of time. Also, because some of the demons I consumed were so incredibly evil, I have to constantly put forth this super positive attitude. Otherwise, they could take control and, well, call it defensive optimism. Skullmonger, your evil is just top-notch. Respect. 
Well, that explains that creepy voice in the cave, I suppose. How am I supposed to be unholy when I can't even turn a mercenary inside out? Hey, hey, rainy face. You don't have to feel bad about it. At this point, we need each other. You need the power to keep up your Avaroth persona, and I need to get rid of some of this reality-shattering cosmic energy that's coursing through my veins. Give it to someone else. If you need power and milking, you'll have to find... Uh, Kurt, you dropped your portable recorder thing. Oh, I got it. Kurt? Your Grace, are you alright? Why is he... frozen like that? It's happening. Happening? What's happening? You're just standing there, even more tense and rigid than usual. Wait, I think I've seen this before. Ergunk? What else did you say we might encounter in this forest? Well, we've met the flying cannibals, so I would estimate that we're nearing the territory of the Vengeance Society camp. Camp? Quick, what kind of camp? It is simply a training camp for rich, wealthy orphans to learn to become emotionally stunted vigilantes. You brought a recovering axe murderer to a kid's summer camp? I am become death. (sighs) It's okay, Kurt. Hey, relax, big guy. Sun's getting low. Well, someone is going to have to stop him. Not it. Not it. Not Not it. it. But, very well. Maybe we should follow too? What do you think, guys? Not me. What's that supposed to mean? It means I'm through with you. All of you. Except maybe Crystal. Nah. I'm good. None of you are who I thought you were, except Ergunk. You're pretty on the level, but the rest of you... Please, Greg, just take a second. I do not need your advice or assistance. You have made a mockery of Avaroth, the unholy. I am out of here. You can take care of that psycho werewolf on your own. Greg, please. Avaroth out, bitches. Well, shit. Listen, Hank. It's Hank, right? Yeah. I know this hurts, I get it, but we've got to keep moving. He'll come around eventually. Uh, You're right, but it's not just that. Avroth's power-milking analogy was actually pretty accurate, and if I don't get some of this energy out of me... If we find the Duke, you may be able to use some of that power to keep him from hurting the children. Please, Doctor, you must go. All right, all right. Would anyone like to play a game while we travel? What did you have in mind? Well, let's say, for instance, I was to name a notable public figure, and one of you could attempt to connect that figure to the actor known as Kevin Bacon, in no more than six. Over here, over here. Yes, yes, this way, this way. Uh, perhaps another time. It is a delightful game. Hello, thank goodness you're all here, but we seem to be missing Mr. The Unholy. (sighs) He's off having a pout. Is Kurt okay? Well, it seems that these children were prepared for such an attack, as the Duke had barely made it 30 yards before they appeared out of the trees and were upon him. But not you. It would appear that way, yes. Should we assist him in some fashion? We cannot allow our Duke to be killed. Why, you can't hit children? Yes, I think it's it's best to simply wait this one out. All right, dear kids, ten minutes to lights out. Oh, jeez, I got a hold of another one. Oh, hello there. Is that your friend getting pummeled? Yes, that would be the Duke. All right. I heard we got another one of those. Boy, they sure are working him over. Bolos and nerve darts. They really are emptying their little utility belts on him. Boy, these kids really hone in on a villain. 
Boy, to get them this riled up, your friend over there must be some kind of a crime boss or, I don't know, robot Frankenstein or axe murderer. Axe murderer. Yep, that'll do it. They can smell an axe murderer a mile off. These little tykes are each on their way to having their own animal-themed nocturnal vigilante persona. I tell you, kids these days are intense. Well, they took the violence something fierce. Yeah, but at least they ain't looking at their phones. Watch on, my children, and let not sleep get hold upon you, lest our enemies triumph over us. Well, I don't think uh, calling lights out is going to do much. Best we can do is just let them tire themselves out. Anyone want to play a game while we wait? Ah, very well. I will name a notable public figure, and one of you must attempt to connect that figure to the actor known as Kevin Bacon in no more than six. Well, that does it for Evil Island City Hall, Episode 8. Written, as always, by Nat Roth, Paul Masseri, Kurt Schmidhuber, and Josh Price. Kurt played Kurt, Paul was Dr. Skullmonger, Cannibal Number 1, and the Camp Counselor. Nat played Cannibal Number 2, and Josh was Ergunk. Stephanie Banty was back again as Crystal, Jay Moses as Jeffrey, and of course, MC Nelson as Avroth. Everyone's kids pitched in this time, including the Stefaniak family. Thanks, Lisa. Sound effects by Josh Price, all sounds and audio effects. Music for the Profits commercial was by Cambo. Subscribe to Evil Island City Hall on Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, and pretty much everything else. Copyright infringement. <laughs> Does anyone really know the words of that song?